What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Rundown Podcast. We got a lot on deck for you, including takes on Byron Buxton. Is Rafael Devers an underrated player in baseball? We're also going to talk about does Yankee Stadium deserve the slander it currently gets in the lost start of baseball, which includes stealing, bunting, and starting pitchers going deep into games. But first off, it's important that we introduce ourselves. My name is Abe Hicks. I am the host alongside with my partner, Dylan Kearns. You can go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, what's up? Dylan Kearns here. Uh, excited to be on the Rundown podcast. Uh, student at the Dan Patrick School of Sports Casting, set to graduate in about one month. Excited to Atta get boy. into the broadcasting field. You know, this is baseball. I love baseball. It's summertime. This is where you dive down and just, just watching games on TV this time of year. It's, it's the best, best feeling in the world, going to the ballpark with your friends, with your family, all that good stuff. And I'm just excited to be here and uh, give, give some hot takes. I'm going to make you, I'm going to challenge you there, Abe. I'm going <laughs> to challenge you. Hey, I'm always up for a challenge, brother. I'm always up for a challenge. Well, Dylan, uh, you should tell everybody who's your favorite team and who's your favorite uh, player okay. in baseball right now. Okay, I got I own hats galore. So you're going to see Uh-oh. me rock a lot of different hats. I'm a Chicago Cubs fan, diehard Chicago Cubs fan. Can't wear their hat after you get boat raced by 15 to the Cincinnati Reds today. <laughs> so um, I know this is going to slander some takes. People are going to see the takes on TikTok. I'm wearing a Red Sox hat. I'm going to be talking high about Rafi Devers today, and they're going to be like, he's just a Red Sox fan. I'm not. I'm showing you right now, Chicago <laughs> Cubs fan. I got ticket stubs. I got a Mark Pryor jersey from when Uh-oh. I was six. I can show you everything. Diehard Cubs fan. But uh, I wear a lot of different hats. You'll see a lot of them different rocking. You're rocking a D-backs hat. You're not a I fan. Am. I'm not. I'm not. Like you said, you're a big hat fan. So am I. Unfortunately, I am. Well, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Fortunately, I am a Yankees fan. I rock the pinstripes. Huge Yankees fan. 27 World Championships. We're about to make it 28 this year. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Dylan, not a huge fan of the hat you're wearing. But we could have those discussions later. But anyway, let's get right into it. First topic. I believe that Byron Buxton, when healthy, hear this, hear this loud and clearly, when healthy, Byron Buxton is a top five player in baseball. What do you think about that, Dylan? <laughs> you lost your damn mind. That's, 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 that's my first thought process. Is Byron Buxton a top five player in all of baseball? You're putting him up against some of the greatest players to do it. Right now, in modern baseball, he, you look across the board. You're telling me a guy in Byron Buxton. I get it. You, de- you deal with his injuries, right? That's something you got to deal with. The guy's a 245 career hitter. Okay, 245. All right, that's that's below that's below major league average. An average hitter is about 250. Okay, I'm not done. So don't stop right there. Okay, don't even look to me with that rebuttal. Okay, he's a career 245 hitter. He's not made an All Star game. He's not won a Silver Slugger. He's not won. He's not. He's been to the playoffs a few times. Right, the Twins. They end up getting bounced whenever they make it. He hasn't done shit in the league. He's a bust, let alone a top five player. He's a bust. This guy, he can't do anything. He won one gold glove, albeit platinum. That's all he's done, accolade-wise. Okay. Well, I said listen to me loud and clearly at the beginning. I said he's a top five player when healthy. Think about he has the capability of being a five-tool player. We know he has the power. We know he has the speed. We know he has the fielding. We know he has the arm. The, really, the main thing he lacks is the contact. But l- listen to me here, all right? Buxton last year, before he got hurt, before he tore the ACL, yada, 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 this is what he was doing, okay? He batted 306, OPS of 1.005, 19 home runs, 72 hits, 32 RBIs, and he did all of that 
in 61 games. He did that in 61 games. Cool. Cool. He had a, he had a nice oh, little... Oh, oh, oh. oh, you want some more? Oh, I got, I'll got. i give you some more here. All right? All right. Okay. That's what he did last year. This year, before he got hurt at the beginning of the year, he was on an absolute tear. He was batting 290, OBP of 355, OPS of 754, had nine home runs, 17 runs, 17 RBIs before he was sidelined with the hip soreness. The guy is the real deal when he's healthy. I understand he's hurt all the time. That's really... That's honestly going to hold his career back. But when healthy, he's up there with Mike Trout. Abe, he's, he's 28 up there with Ronald years old. He's 28 years old. What Don't give me that. Hold his, his career age back. Have to do? What does age have you to do with me, anything? Hold his career back. This guy's 28 years old. Obviously, you get older, you're only getting more, less durable. You're only getting less as you, right. you continue to go down your career path, right? Grady Sizemore, right. hell of a yes, ball player. I hell agree. of a ball player. Couldn't stay healthy. Byron Buxton is not on that level. He can play elite defense, okay? He can run the bases. You're talking about hip soreness, okay? Yes. Everybody has a few good stretches. We saw Josh Bell turn it on. Okay. Brian Dozier had a nice year. Like, some of these guys just come through courses of seasons where, wow, they look like the best thing ever. But, I mean, Byron Buxton, we've seen him for what? He debuted in 15 at the age of 21. He was a first-round pick. The guy is massively overhyped. You're telling me top five player in all of baseball, Okay. Look at Mike Trout. Easy. Easy top five, right? Then you're talking Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is a four-time Silver Slugger Award winner. He's won five gold gloves. The guy's made multiple All-Star games, has two World Series. He's definitely in the conversation as a five-tool player. Okay? Then you're looking yeah, at Ronald Acuna Jr. Also, albeit he has the World Series, he had a 41-37 stolen base year. Well, that's 40-40. That's insane. He's an easy lock for three. You're telling me Juan Soto isn't better than Byron Buxton? That's four. Okay? When healthy, Dylan. Who cares? When, when healthy. healthy. Yes, when healthy. healthy. I don't care. Okay, okay, okay. I, I agree with you that he will – He I think at the end of the day, he will be end up in the same category as Grady Sizemore with – He'll be one of those guys where we look back and we're like, wow, he had the potential, but the injuries got in his way. And another cop I got for you with Byron Buxton, Eric Davis. All right, obviously I didn't grow up in that area. My dad's a huge Reds fan. And so what I've learned from him is that, you know, Eric Davis, he had he had the he had the five tools, but he just couldn't stay healthy. He couldn't reach his full maximal maximum uh, uh, ability to play baseball at the best level he could. A lot like Byron Buxton, they share some of the same characteristics, like the speed, the power, the contact. I'm sorry, not contact, but the fielding. They share those same things. And I got I got some more for you here on Byron Buxton, okay? Byron Buxton has increased his OPS every single season compared to the year before, all right? The last time Byron Buxton even played 100 games, obviously, was in 2017. So we know he struggles with staying healthy. But I got this for you. For center fielders through the age 28, per 600 plate appearances, Byron Buxton is top 20 in war in MLB history with five. The only other current players on that list are two other players. And guess who those players are? Mike Trout and Andrew McCutcheon. Okay. That's that's nice. That's cute. It's the only time that it's the only time that he's played over a hundred games in his career. All right. You're looking at a guy who's 2019, 87, hit 262. Hell of yes. a year. Hell of a year. <laughs> um, then he got 39 games 2020. That was shortened season, right? Then he was hurt last year. He's got 30 games in this year, okay? Maybe this is the year he does it, but you're telling me at a guy at 202 right now. I don't think yes. he does it. Uh, oh my you think that this guy's gonna turn it on this no, no, year? No, 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 no. That's if he gets back to being fully healthy, okay. 
We give him give him two weeks of at bats. I believe he can get back in a groove. Two of weeks things. of at bats. <laughs> this is this is unbelievable. I mean, you're telling me this. I, I put Jose Ramirez above him. Yes. I, there are so many guys that I would put above Byron Buxton. You're telling when me he's healthy. Top. Who cares when healthy. When, when healthy? I haven't seen that's, it. When that's healthy, my full I argument. Seen it. Yes, when have you and that's fully what I'm said, saying. Byron we Buxton, haven't seen. When healthy, when healthy, the guy's a 240 it. hitter. When healthy, when healthy, the guy is a 240 hitter. He did Maybe that five years ago. He did that five years ago. I'm talking about currently. We've seen, we have been able to see what he has done when he's healthy. Recently, we? we've been able to see it. Yes, we got one, beginning one of this year. Of beginning of this year and last year before, this year, before he got May, but he's already hit the list. Okay, I don't want to hear that. Listen, shit. I, I'm not arguing that he that he is a crippling old man. I'm not arguing that at all. Okay, my argument is that when he's healthy, he has, I believe, he is top five. Not. He's top five in MLB. The talent, everything's there when he's healthy. That is just a freaking stretch. The guy's a bigger boss than Billy Bean. <laughs> I Not mean, this, it's, it's Bean. ridiculous at this point. Not it Billy Bean. I mean, honest to God, you want a bold take here? He's bold literally take. Joey Gallo if Gallo had speed. Really? If you if you take the power away from Gallo and put that from the speed of Buxton, Buxton, they're the same player. The average isn't there. They're great defenders. They have great throwing arms. It's just that Gallo has the power and Buxton has the speed. Okay, I would say Buxton's a better defender. Yeah, I, I would too. Center fielder, he can track balls down. He's faster. But once again, if Gallo had that speed, he I could think, probably do the same thing too. I think Buxton's bat is a little bit more consistent too. Okay. I I, I just don't buy that top five shit. I don't. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll tell you a player who is. Well, who is that player? That's that's it's top Rafi five. Devers. No, Rafi Devers is. Oh, not okay. Top. I was about to He's, say. I tell you, that guy is massively underrated. Rafael Devers. I mean, Let's are you talk kidding about me? him? Let's talk yeah. about Rafi Devers. Rafael Devers. All right, I'm gonna pull this up just because right. I, I I want you to hear just how legit I believe this guy is. You're talking RBIs, okay? This guy just hits. He drives in runs. He's a run producer ever since he's gotten to the league. Okay, he gets 58 games in his rookie year. He drives in 30 runs. It hits 284, 10 bombs. Following year, ba backs that up. It's his second year in the big 66 RBIs. Okay, that's that's all right. Then he turns it on. 2019, 32 homers, 115 driven in. Guy's the best hitter in baseball, with runners in scoring position, 115, all right? COVID year, okay, only two months of baseball. 2020, 43 runs driven in. Okay, that's, that's a pretty damn good year. You put that together into a stretch, he's well over 100. Last year, 113 driven in. This year, 25 through two months of baseball. I mean, this guy's just an RBI machine. You could talk about his glove, but they did get Alex Cora back last year as their manager. He's helped him a little bit more defensively. This guy's made an all-star game. He's, he's won a silver slugger. And I tell you, this guy is one of the most underrated players in baseball. And he's hitting 333 this year with 10 bombs, 25 driven in. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's only 25 years old. It seems like he seems it seems like he gets forgotten in the mix there in Boston. I mean, he's it's a big market for him to play in, and I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. I agree with you. Even though I am a Yankees fan, I do respect the talented players in baseball today. And Rafi Devers, I believe he is underrated. Uh, just like you said, once you got, once the Red Sox gets guys in scoring position and Rafi Devers comes up, you might as well start rowing those ducks around third base and bring him in on home because he is the real deal. And, you know, obviously his only deficiency is probably his glove, defensive. He 
sometimes he can become a defensive liability. But that is okay because that bat makes up for it. The man is legit. He is probably one of the few guys that whenever the Yankees play, he's one of the few guys that I'm genuinely scared of because I know he can rip my heart out, crush it, throw it on the ground, and then stump on it. Rafi Devers has that capability, especially to me as a Yankees fan. And to a little bit of what you were saying, I do think he gets a little, not as much respect. I believe it's because he is in the AL East where we got the other big dogs like Stanton, Jill, uh, Stanton, Aaron Judge, uh, the guys in Toronto, Vladimir Guerrero, Boba Shad, all those guys. I think he gets lost in the sauce there up in the AL East. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's my main talking point here. And the guy's underrated. I mean, not just there. You look across baseball. Everyone's talking Jose Ramirez. That's nice, right? Mm-hmm. He gives a switch hitter. He's someone that can also uh, put up big numbers. But I just feel Rafi Devers at the age of 25. I mean, this is one of the best hitters in baseball that, I mean, sure, he's still, he's made an all-star game and stuff like that. He's only that, 25? Only 25 years old. Oh, he did, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, he's super young. I mean, he's a young, talented ball player. And that's why I compared him to Juan Soto the other day. Now, Soto has the average, right? Juan yeah. Soto can spray it. I mean, I've heard scouts say that they, they, they went to see Ron, or, uh, Juan Soto swing a bat, and they say it just sounds different. And he can yeah. spray it everywhere. He crushed his lefties. He can do it all. But yeah. Rafi Devers, at that age, the left-handed stroke in Boston, I mean, he is he's the real deal. Yeah, I agree with that. I really like uh, really like Devers, even though I don't like the Red Sox. You got to respect that. And uh, speaking of him killing the Yankees, he thrives in Yankee Stadium. Everybody, and... <laughs> everybody does. Yeah. Oh, everybody does. That just leads me to our next topic here: the Yankee Stadium slander. I believe this is the most. I believe this is one of the stupidest arguments in all of sports. Yankee Stadium gets the most crap out of any other stadium in sports and it's unnecessary and it's flat out ridiculous i don't think people understand you Dylan, do you know both teams play in the same stadium you realize that right what do you mean both teams both teams both teams are hitting and at, at yankee stadium there's a home team and an away team yeah the yankees aren't the only team that's hitting that stadium yeah but they hit their 81 times a year so okay, whoever we're playing's hidden there. And here's yeah, another thing. Here's a, here's a, here's another thing. Okay, if it's okay. such an advantage for the hitters, wouldn't that mean it's also a disadvantage for the pitchers? Yeah. That's exactly. Fair. Exactly. But I mean, you, you look at the way it's set up. I mean, you could literally just flip a ball, just flip it out. Me and you could hit them out there. I didn't hit a home run in high school. I could hit one to right field. I mean, okay. it, it's easy. Okay, but it's is it not three ten down the line? And Fenway, left field, three fourteen. That's a that's three, no three ten, three ten. Yeah, three ten down the line at at uh, Fenway Park. Yeah, but they Their got walls. a freaking wall the size of. <laughs> it's I mean, still three ten. Even in Houston, so? in Houston, they got the Crawford boxes. It's three fifteen. All you got to do is flip your wrist, and it's going over. Yeah, but once again, it's a higher. But, but, wall. That's that's the why, thing. That, that's the, that, stop. Get where you're coming from. That's the thing about Yankee Stadium. The wall's shorter. I mean, the wall is short, so it's tough to hit it out. You're looking at dimensions at these other ballparks, but they have walls. And the Crawford boxes are small. I'll be yes. it. I'll, I'll take a look. Freaking Houston, I'll say that. that that's a shitty park because it's one of those um, one of those boom boxes you can hit it out of similar to Yankee Stadium. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I, I don't get the Boston Red Sox slander either about the left field. They got a monster at oh. 310. Oh, okay. You don't get it? You don't get it? Okay. Yeah. How about this? All right. 
if you go to StatCast Park Factor, uh, which basically shows all the offensive statistics for a home stadium, okay? Right. Guess who's number three on that list? Who? It's the Boston Red Sox. Okay, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you this argument. I'm not done. I'm not done, all right? They have 19% more home runs, 12% more hits, 33% more doubles than any other home stadium. Guess where Yankee Stadium is at on that list? They're 13th. They're 13th. Just out of curiosity, does this have to do with just the home team stats when it comes to hitting? Because I'm pretty sure the Yankees still can't hit. They're grounded into double play, so that would check out with their uh, their, their little ballpark memorandums <laughs> hey. there. Hey, it's uh, it's um, it is I believe. Let me see. Um, but I want to talk about Fenway for a quick second. Yeah, yeah let's I talk mean, about Fenway. I mean, Fenway, you talk about three ten, right? To left, mm-hmm. their ballpark is so strange. And, and I'll say it's this: very you, strange. You look at you look at Yankee Stadium, right? It, it's built like it's a normal stadium, like a, right? It's like it's a kind of oval, yeah. circleish, yeah, circleish yeah, yeah, yeah. oval. You look yeah. at Fenway. My gosh, it's three oh two down that pesky pole, right? That's a but you gotta freaking hook that thing. It honestly but looks like it, somebody took a cookie cutter and then just and then yeah. took the cookie cutter out. Then you get Fenway Park. <laughs> you do. I mean, it's strange because you go down that line three oh two. That's the easiest spot to hit a home run. Once again, it's not a level little small ballpark like Yankee Stadium. Is you it three oh two? It's three oh two at that pesky <laughs> pole. But once again. You got to hook that thing all the way around. It goes to 380 to where it's still 320 something at Yankee Stadium. And it works its way around 420 to right center, 390 to dead center because it cockeyes from the from the little <laughs> from the green monster cockeyes to 379 as it makes that wall that goes to 390 which cooks back into that right corner at 420 which goes to 380 as it loops its way around to that pesky pole at 302. That's a tough ballpark to hit in because it's so weird in how it's conformed. Yankee Stadium is a nice tight park, and that's where you get those home runs. Like I said, there is there is the okay. The hitters have that advantage of the short porch, okay. But the pitchers are pitching to such a disadvantage. Like you said, yeah, don't the hitters hit there eighty-one games a year? Yeah, the pitchers pitch there eighty-one games a year, okay. And I think every MLB stadium is different. They have their perks. They have their pros. They have their cons. Okay, that's what makes baseball so special, first off. But I think the Yankee Stadium slander, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. There's no logic behind it. Fenway Park is a better hitting statistically ballpark than it is Yankee Stadium. Okay? Park Factor shows that. Okay. Okay. But I'm, I'm telling <laughs> you, 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 it's still – the eye test for me say what you eye want test. about all these statistics and stuff it's the eye test for me i see numbers a small never ballpark. lie numbers never lie okay let me say this you're playing at yankee stadium on mlb the show are you excited when you pull up the game if you're a if you can hit if you're matching up with someone online you're like great we're playing at yankee stadium let's go or you're like man we got to play at fenway most of the time you're like we're at yankee stadium let's go course course field let's go we're gonna hit today mm-hmm. you're not feeling that way as much at, at, at fenway i think i am I think I am. Just oh, just gotta get it over that wall in the left field. Then I'm good. That's how. That's how I'd be feeling. As much as you pop up, you might get it over that wall. <laughs> oh man, that is funny. You're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Ballparks are strange, man. I mean, Oakland A's have that big ass <laughs> foul I, I would, territory. I would hate that. I would if now if I was if I'm a pitcher, I I love that. But if I'm hitting. If I'm a hitter, batter in that ballpark, I would despise going there for sure. 
first try. I think they're actually, I, I believe they're actually last in Park Factor. Probably, man. I mean, it's a football Yeah, they sport. are. They are. If you're, if you're a catcher, dude, you're shitting your pants every single time they're throwing yep. a ball in the dirt. They're actually 23% lower than the average for home runs. Yeah. They're below average in all uh, hitting statistics, average-wise. Well, we have to insane. factor in the team, too. They can't hit shit. They couldn't yeah, hit that's water. True. That's true. That's true. That's true. That division well, can't hit water. Last topic of the day. Uh, this will be more of a, not just a personal opinion, but something that we've recognized, all baseball fans have recognized over the years. But the lost art of baseball, which includes stealing. What happened to stealing? Bunting. Nobody bunts anymore. And starting pitching starting pitchers going deep into games what is your assessment on the little things like that that we grew up on watching baseball that is no longer a thing and has phased out of the game i tell you what i i I see i'll fit a player that doesn't fit the modern game i'll name a player that just doesn't fit in today's game and it's sad because i think this player if he played in the early 2000s he'd be a good ball player this is someone who can play he doesn't play the best defense he's not I mean, he's an average defender, doesn't have fantastic speed, has zero power whatsoever. Does he play he, today? He, he, can, he plays today. Oh, okay. And you okay. can guess this. I'm sure you're clipping it for TikTok right now. I mean, who is this player I'm talking about, right? He can get base hits, but he doesn't fit today's game. Is it Mr. Whit Merrifield? It's not. It's Nick Madrigal. Nick Ma- Oh. Nick Madrigal does not fit that today's little game. short guy. Yeah. He's, he's a 300-ish hitter, right? Right now he's yeah. on the shelf, whatever it is. He's, a, he's an average to below average defender. He's not going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. He's not going to get extra base hits. He doesn't have tons of speed. No. He's a 300 hitter, which is an empty 300 when the season's over. He doesn't really fit today's game, which is, I mean, a year, maybe, maybe a David Eckstein. That guy had better defense. He had better speed, yeah. of course. But, I mean, he's a 300 hitter, and that's that's it for him. Yeah. just doesn't fit today. Yeah, I think what's so – I remember when uh, he was getting drafted, a lot of people compared him to Jose Altuve because, you know, they had the short stature. And I was like, yeah. hold on, wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are we doing here? And just from watching his big league career so far, the guy hits for no power. And what does Altuve do? He can hit for, he can hit for some pop. He can hit Crawford for some boxes. doubles. The, the Crawford boxes definitely help. But that's – I agree with you. Um, he's definitely – definitely in today's game gets kind of ostracized just because he doesn't fit everything and just some other things like like stealing i think ricky henderson's record i don't think that's going to be i think that might be one of the most untouchable record in all the sports just because the game has changed so much for example ty cobb has 897 stolen bases is billy (laughs) is billy hamilton still active see is is he on the team He's not. He's done. Well, going to be my next point. Well, he has 914 stolen bases. Ricky Henderson, 1,406 stolen bases. I don't think those are going to get touched. Um, and basically, I think what I think happened was, you know, the advance of technology. We have video now. And the number one crucial thing, analytics. Analytics, I believe that's pushed. I don't think anybody can really disagree with this. It's pushed stealing out of the game. Because I believe managers and front offices, they value outs so much, they just don't want to give away free outs. And they also don't want players getting hurt, you know, stealing bases. So that's that's why I think why it doesn't happen anymore. Uh, I wish, 
I wish we were able to see stolen bases because it is exciting. It does create pace of play. It does. And but, I mean, you're, you're right. It doesn't, you don't, you're not going to get that record touched ever again. And, and it, what sucks is that nowadays you need to have that power. Everybody in your lineup needs to hit 15 plus home runs. Otherwise they're basically a shitty player unless you're a catcher. But I mean, you, you look at the Billy Hamiltons of the world. Like that's, that's one example. A couple other speedsters that can't stick around. Like, um, I know Terrence Gore, he could never play the game. Gerard Dyson, like Gerard Dyson's a good example. Like there, there's a couple guys that can actually run the bases and can change your game, drop butts down and do those little things. But it's the low average and the strikeouts and the, the non-ability to hit the ball out of yeah. the ballpark that scares teams away. And, and we're not going to see those guys get chances anymore unless you have those five tools or at least two of them of power and speed. You're not going to get a shot at any sort of stolen base records. And, and that's why we're not seeing any of these things touched. And it sucks because I'm a guy that likes to drop a bunt down. I'm a big Kenny Lofton guy. Um, <laughs> drop, drop a bunt down, get on base, steal. I mean, just these... those little things. It, it's, it's those things that just need to happen in baseball. I mean, hopefully it comes back when they eliminate the shift. I think maybe you could see a little more small ball approach in that area, but it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, all these will be the show references. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Uh, but we're going to get to Bunny in here in a second. But I remember watching Billy Hamilton, and he was so exciting to watch. Like, I, he was on he was on SportsCenter Top 10 three times a week by making crazy diving plays, uh, getting the second on a bunt, you know, or getting the second on an infield single. Like, he was electric, and I do miss that. But like I said... And everybody knows analytics has totally pushed it out, including bunting. The reason why teams don't bunt anymore is because the uh, bunting hurts expected runs. So, for example, if there's a run on first, if I bunt that guy over to second, that means now there's now one out. That guy on second has less run expectancy than he did on first with no outs. <laughs> That's such bullshit. That's such it's bullshit. True. I mean, it's I, true. I get where you're coming from, but all these numbers are driving me crazy as a parent. I know. It drives because, everybody crazy. Honestly, runner in scoring position, change your approach, right? One out, who cares? If you're sitting, because everyone's like, hit it out of here, hit that's it out of thing. here. We'll rather ground into a double how, play than have it, our speedster steal second. But that's or, how front office. That's how front offices operate now. That's how that's how the Brian Cashman's of the world. That's how these guys all operate. They get these Ivy League nerds in there. And they look at the numbers and they crunch the numbers, and this is what the statistics say. I mean, it's as a I know the baseball peers, they hate it. I understand it because because there's so many different outcomes in the game of baseball. So obviously analytics are important. I believe they are vital to the game. It just sucks that it comes to an expense of seeing exciting stuff like stealing. You know? Yeah. And and very crucial moments of bunting because not going to lie. I mean, obviously bunting at the, you know, the high school level, even the college level, that's, that's, that's different from doing it at the big league level because usually bunting, I mean, usually fielding in the high school level, it can be a circus sometimes, you know, a lot of these guys they struggle the with. Yeah, exactly. Hit it on the ground. Let's make a play. Yeah. Make it, make a play, but it's not like that in the pros. So obviously it sucks and I wish it wasn't like that, but yeah, Used to hit the top half of the ball, but no, um, you know, you bring up that point, and I'll, I'll say this before we get into the pitchers. Um, you, you drop bunts down. That's that's the name of the game, and it goes back to the the two strike approaches are gone in the game of baseball. Everyone's up there just trying to swing the bat. Whatever happened to choke up? And I'm not some little league jackass sitting here. Choke up, Johnny. Elbow up, like legit. Like if you're sitting here 
with, with two strikes on you. Anthony has a great two-strike approach. There's a couple other guys else. in baseball that has yeah. them. Just foul off pitches. Just get getting that. I do it on the show. <laughs> just foul, foul <laughs> off pitches. Show reference. And once again, just try to put it, put the ball in play. And that's what you got to do with two strikes. And now everybody's swinging out of their ass. They're looking like ballerinas when they fall down, especially Baez. A couple of guys that just, <laughs> I mean, he's a human air conditioner. But, I mean, there's, there's a couple of guys that just swing and miss. It's ridiculous. Like, change your approach. Put the ball on the ground. If a runner's at third one out, that's a productive at-bat. Sack fly works too. If you can ground one to the shortstop with a runner on third, I'm a manager clapping my hands, giving him daps as he comes back to the dugout. Good job. You did your job. You drove in a run. And nowadays, if you strike out, next guy pops up inning over. You're not getting that run home. So I'd argue against that run production and run expectancy and and anything else you crunch into your computer and say, just play the game of baseball and, and go back to the roots. Yeah. I wonder if we will ever see that again. Like you said, banning of the shift, if that will if that will start putting these things back into play. But who knows? Who knows? I def- I don't think it will come anytime soon, especially with these analytical guys in the front offices. But who knows? But along with analytics have came the, the different ways we use starting pitchers. And, and it's totally different than what it was 10 years ago. And I believe in 2000, what was it, 2014, 2000, 2015, when the Kansas City Royals won the World Series, their starters weren't going super deep. Remember their bullpen? I believe they were probably one of the first few teams to have an insane bullpen where they said, all right, starters, Johnny Cueto, all you guys, give, give, me, the, give me five, six innings, bullpen will take care of the rest. Boom. And all the other teams follow suit. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I mean, that was one way you did it. I mean, you had your shutdown pen. You had Kelvin Herrera blowing smoke. You had a crafty – uh, Wade Davis with a nice cutter, and then you had Greg Holland, who had a little bit of both, had a wipeout slider, a great fastball. And, I mean, a couple of those guys converted uh, starting pitchers that really didn't have good careers, and mm-hmm. they, they turned it into a great bullpen. And it really transpired from that. Then then some of these nerds tried making a, a starting some of these guys and making them throw an inning or two as openers, and then you bring in a bulk guy, which it, it just makes me sick to my stomach. But, I mean, the, 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 I love starting pitchers that can just go deep. Nowadays, it drives me nuts because the Cubs, when they were good, and from about 2015 to about 2019, I'd say, they had five guys in the rotation. Could go deep. John Lester, he's giving you six or seven. Kyle Hendricks, he's giving you six. John Lackey was giving you six. Arietta's giving you seven plus because he was nails. Um, Jason Hamill gave you six. Like these guys gave you innings. Now I'm sitting here as a Cubs fan, like, Jeez, is Steele going to make it out of the fourth inning? Is, <laughs> is Marcus Stroman going to walk the building before he gives up a shot and get pulled in the fourth? Like, it's so crazy how the game keeps changing. And I haven't seen it from my team. I've seen the Rays to go about it different ways and other teams like that. But it's just, it makes me sick because I don't, I, I see where they're coming from. Because once again, you try to get outs and eliminate parts of the game and strategy against hitters and stuff. But that Blake Snell thing, going back to that freaking Kevin Cash decision. Pulling yeah. Blake Snell oh, out years ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was, that was just stupid. You got to trust your starter. I mean, they, they, they get paid to get people out scouting reports, the stretching routine and all that stuff that they got mm-hmm. going into their start. They prep for days for that start. Yeah. I mean, let them pitch. Yeah. It, going back on that. Uh, and you know, <laughs> I'm a more analytical guy. I like my numbers. And so yeah. I understand where these analytical guys, where their opinions, where they come from. And so obviously, we know that the batting averages increase when a starting pitcher goes through 
in order for the third time. We know that. That is proof that's pro been proven. We know that. And I think that's why uh, these front offices say, all right, let's let's let the starter pitcher go through twice. And now, boom, let's bring in some guys the, the, uh, the batting order hasn't seen. So it's not easy as easy for them to hit off of. And so that's I think that's a big thing, too. The analytical guys are definitely changing the game of baseball. I want to say one more thing before we close here. Uh, it pissed me off because when, when you sit here and you go to like sporting events and games and stuff, you always remember, right? Oh, what was that game you went to? Oh, that was Jake Arrieta versus Jacob deGrom. Like, oh, that was amazing. I'm sitting here last year. I went to the NLCS, right? It was Braves Dodgers. I was going mm-hmm. to Atlanta, live in South Carolina. I made the drive. And I was like, all right, going to go see Braves Dodgers. I was hoping it was Braves Giants, but once again, the Dodgers moved on. But um, Braves Braves Dodgers, I get there. I was like, let's go. They Dodgers haven't announced their starter yet. I'm excited. Game one of the series. Who's it going to be? Max Freed versus Blake Trinan. Mm-hmm. I was like, What? Blake trying, then they had their bulk guy, Julio Urias, I believe, came out of the pen. I can't remember who it was, Gonsolin maybe. But it was the bulk. It was like, I'm going home and I'm sitting. Oh, yeah, I saw Blake trying and throw an inning. And I saw Max Freed shove. Like, it doesn't make sense how, how the game works that way. And then, of course, late in the game, uh, it ended up blowing the game. It was an Austin Riley walk-off. I mean, just little things like that. I mean, it just – I, it didn't sit well with me. I, I wanted to see, like, oh, is this Scherzer versus Freed? Like, is this going to be legit? And it, it just go to a bullpen guy and then bring in a starter who had, what, 18 wins, a, a three ERA throughout the course of the yeah. year. You're bringing him in in relief? Like, just makes me sick. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Uh, analytics have definitely changed the game. But I think, I wonder if it's, if it's, I wonder if we'll ever get used to it. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, we got to adapt and change. You got to do that with every sport. I mean, hey, hey, what did Billy Bean say? Adapt or die. Adapt or die. Billy Bean, yeah. Now he's <laughs> he's, he's dead. He's no longer in baseball. Um, he's not dead. Uh, don't don't come at us. He's not dead. But um, no, he's he, he, it's just it's hard. You got to you got to go with it, but you also have to keep some of those core values that go into winning baseball and. I mean, hey, whatever you whatever you have to do to win. Now, if you're the, doing the Pirates way or the Reds way, I'd probably take notes on not yeah. to do it that way because you got to spend money to win. Um, smartly. Maybe we can talk can't, about that next week. You can't be a Texas Rangers. Yeah, yeah. You, we will. Um, you don't have to talk Texas Rangers and spend it on John Gray and Marcus Simeon after one good year in 50 years. I mean, you you got to be smart with your money. But, I mean, there's so many ways to go about it. And sometimes you need those analytics if you're a small market team. But, if you're a big market team, pay the guys and win championships. We can talk about that next week. It's a good tease for next week, Dylan. Appreciate that. Uh, well, that was the first episode of the Rundown Podcast. Once again, my name is Abe Hicks and my co-host Dylan Kearns. Uh, we love baseball. We want to bring this, uh, bring some baseball content content to you weekly. Follow us on our social media. We're on Twitter. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram. We're also on YouTube where this will be posted. And we'll also be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So we appreciate everybody listening. And uh, have a good weekend, guys.